Hey, beautiful humans. It's time to stop sacrificing for everyone else and put you first. Are you feeling tired, stuck, or disconnected? Or maybe you're just looking to be the best version of you. I'm Mary Wong. And I'm Dr. Tanya Wild, and this is Embrace, Embrace You First, a podcast to help you thrive and not just survive. We are busy moms, successful entrepreneurs, and doctors in the field of natural medicine with over 40 years combined clinical experience. You're going to learn from our professional expertise and our juicy secrets that have helped thousands of men and women just like you. We are going to teach you practical and doable strategies on health, relationships, and career. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace you right now. So Tanya, you and I have been talking and here's the thing. We're always looking at you know, wanting to do things all natural. But the reality is there's a time and place for everything, which may include pharmacological drugs at some points, right? I know growing up and literally like my whole life, I think I can count it on one hand how many times I've taken an aspirin. Right. Yes. Well, for you, <laughs> I was the same up until recently, crazy. Um, I've been using uh, naproxen twice a day. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> well, and so I think that's why we're getting on here. We're yes. doing like a total uncut, completely off the cuff yeah. hat because um, Tanya and I were offline speaking to this. And I just think that let's be honest and be yeah. real. And like, yes, I know we're like into natural health and all of that course. stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes we're faced with things in life that we cannot control mm-hmm. and you know you were like gung-ho actually I'll let you speak to your story if that's okay and so I was all excited about spring cleaning and I was organizing and I was packing up the house and I'm a powerhouse I'm really strong and I like to use uh, my body for cleaning and thinking about it as a, as a workout uh, but I overdid it and I don't have an off button sometimes and so I packed up every you know, uh, closet and organized. But as I was doing that, I injured my hands and my mother has osteoarthritis and uh, I created an osteoarthritic flare and then I fell on my bike and then I overdid it. So I was like, okay, time to slow down. And I realized like when I I literally couldn't uh, even get to the point of typing, I had to get a new mouse that's ergonomic, a new keyboard. I got wrist guards and, uh, you know, and to to just recognize, I, I tell my patients, you don't have to be a hero. A, I took my own advice. I slowed down and I took a week off and rested my hands. But then I also took anti-inflammatories um, just to slow the inflammation, you know, the inflammation cascade down. So it's really important to recognize that although obviously I'm going to be back, my backup and my long-term plan would be something like curcumin, the turmeric, um, you know, uh, glucosamine and MSM to get out of this flare. I was like, I got to do everything I can. So naproxen uh, or ibuprofen uh, twice a day and it's helping. It's a slow go because I really damaged my hands. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And so I, I want to just go back and say, so you're actually utilizing the best of both worlds, right? Yes. So, and, and listening to yourself. So yes, I'm going to stop. And now I'm actually going to take care of myself and heal, looking at the supplements that I'm utilizing, which is more natural. But yeah. also, it's okay to go there and take the naproxen in this moment, because I know your right. goal is not to actually be on it for life, right? Oh, so, and I no, like I can count on my hands the number of times that I've taken you know, these medications, but I always say to my patients, like, if you have an injury, you know, if I'd have had injuries in the past, my mother would, you know, just do the rice, like the you know, rest, ice, compression, elevation. I wouldn't take Advil or ibuprofen, but as a, a seasoned athlete and then a more mature woman, I will take an Advil knowing that if I don't, uh, you know, take it, if I've injured myself, the inflammatory cascade can sometimes get away with itself and cause yes. more damage. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah. And this brings to mind yesterday and um, my daughter, we were playing outside and she was having a grass reaction. But, you know, it's not just the grass like she she has a tendency towards eczema. She has Mm -hmm. sensitive skin. So Mm -hmm. she was like touching her arms and like we were outside for two hours. And when she came back in, all of a sudden she's like, Mama, I'm itchy. And it was like giant puffy things on her arms hives it was hive like Mm -hmm. right and so it's like okay i could be the old naturalist and just like deal with it completely naturally and let her completely suffer Mm -hmm. or in that moment i'm like you know what we have some kids benadryl i'm just going to give that to you right now so that you can have a bit more comfort and guess what i'm even going to use some hydrocortisone on it right now because you're like dying of itch yeah and then simultaneously like while she you know, then soothed herself very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, at the same time, I'm like, let's cool your body temperature down. So that's when I added in, like, mm-hmm. I actually um, put her feet into like a cold tub of water, <laughs> soaked mm-hmm. her feet to cool her down. And so again, the combination of the right. East meets West, yeah. like, it did the trick. And I know that this is not what we're going to do all the time. No. Right? Right. Because of the side effects. Like if you were on uh, ibuprofen long-term, you can get gastritis and stomach ulcers. If you're on antihistamines, it can cause nutrient deficiencies. It can also dry you out all the time. So there's side effects, right? To taking medications long-term. So we're not about long-term medications, but short-term acutely medications are powerful and they work and we don't have to be a hero. We don't have to suffer and it's okay. And uh, oftentimes patients do come in and say, you know, I absolutely, you know, I'm diabetic and I don't want to take metformin and I, I, I want to bring my blood sugars down. And sometimes I will say, as another example, I'll say, okay, look, we need to get your blood sugars down so that you can feel good. And why not do the combination? And then potentially you're then getting off of the medication That's that right. the doctor has prescribed with the doctor. So, you know, it's, it's a matter of doing like integrative medicine, not alternative. I've never liked the name alternative. Yes. We can all work together. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you bring a great point too. So, to reiterate, really, where the Western medicine comes in and it's really excellent at doing things is in mm-hmm. an acute inflammatory state, right? Yes. And then beyond that, actually, like for a chronic stage, it's oftentimes mm-hmm. they fail at it. 
Right. right? Yeah, so this where is where this, yeah, that's where we come in. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of this exercise is it's okay during the flares if you need to go to something. And yes. then after that, like definitely do your due diligence in terms of your lifestyle and like, you know, how oh, active or how inactive you should be, how yes. or not overactive. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in what you eat and in even this normal supplements that you may take or would like to take and, and just for the long term to keep you from going into these kinds of flares and then reevaluating your life and actually you know instead of every time you're gung-ho it's like oh wait I've been here before maybe I don't need to like be excessively cleaning for 12 hours straight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so, life lessons um, in here yeah I know right learn your turn off <laughs> yeah, okay, like, let's so turn. you don't get turned off you know exactly yes yeah, so it's like it's recognizing that you have limitations absolutely even even limitations with anxiety like i've had patients who are just anti uh, medication generally but yes. they've got anxiety and perhaps they have been prescribed an ativan but then they have these panic attacks and so what i've been teaching patients is that obviously there's you, you always want to look at the four pillars so looking at like are you moving to use up cortisol and are you sleeping enough and looking at where's the anxiety what's the source and get counseling around it but if you have continuous panic attacks number one it's exhausting number two you have the memory of the panic attack and then you're anxious about even getting a panic yes, attack yeah so even if you hold a little ativan or benzodiazepine what we call an anxiolytic or something that brings down anxiety if you would just even keep it in your purse or you know, you know it, just as a band-aid treatment knowing that it's there all of a sudden it's like oh, i know i have that treatment just in case and then the anxiety goes down. So right. recognizing, and then and then if you do get it, that it's okay. It's been prescribed. You can take it. It's safe. It'll bring you to normal. And then you got to reevaluate how can I get to this place where I don't need it. So it's okay to use the two. And then there are of course herbs that are very effective to help bring down anxiety too. And um, as the back of exactly and treatments, right? Yes. That you can use in, in all together to reduce the the likelihood and the intensity of the anxiety and panic attacks but it's okay to have the band-aid treatments and and we just want you to know you don't have to be a hero and that it is very effective and safe when used in very low doses and properly so it's just important yeah and and again you know and we're not saying oh gee like just turn to it and that's it we are actually talking integration and then so it's like a learning lesson and then from that you go back to okay what else can I do to help myself so that I don't necessarily have to jump to meds when I need it and hopefully you don't ever get to that place actually no right but yeah so it's like you know and and you know the Tao and Chinese medicine the whole premise is we're working on prevention so Mm -hmm. if you're in that moment of um there's activation and your adrenals are going crazy. You're not in a preventative mode, right? We're treating what is necessary in that moment. And then we can work on prevention. Yes. I think the fear is the side effects. We know that anxiolytics, as an example, are very addictive. And and then the doses go up and up and then it's really hard to come off of them. But taking one or two, if you're having a panic attack to stop the memory of that panic and the exhaustion that comes along with it, it's okay. So that then you can do all the preventative medicine like you're suggesting. So it's the fear of the side effects, I think, often. Right. There's fear of side effects and the fear of addiction. Yes. And then um, 
but then there's the whole it's not just that it's also like lack of control it's like i should be able to figure it out on my own i don't right. want to go on antidepressants and you know what sometimes it's okay to go on antidepressants especially if you have some huge traumatic experience and some people undermine their experiences like oh well i should be able to conquer it by yourself but mm-hmm. here's the thing guys um what i see is like life and we are actually mammals and mammals are we are a communicative species we're not mm-hmm. meant to be isolated and alone and we're in an isolated and alone place right now <laughs> in the yeah. pandemic times so it's like how do we call on our community and that let that be part of our medicine but simultaneously it's okay if you know let's say I'm just going to make it up. Like my mother passed away, my dog passed away and, you know, all within three months. And then my brother had COVID and I have fear about that. You know, it's like, bam, things piling up on another. And of course, Mm -hmm. yes, they layer. So of course that can cause this huge um, shift in how your mind and body is functioning. And so sometimes it's okay to, it's like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I just need something right now. Yes. And then once the natural, if the natural doesn't work. Right. Right. And the medication. Yes. Right. Yes. Cause like, you know, but Mary, I've been meditating or I've been, you know, doing all those natural things. It's like, yeah, of course do all of them. All of them for sure. And then get help. Like, you know, do the talk therapy and get supplements that might help with serotonin boosting. Um, And then of course medication, if you need it. Because then you can actually get proper counseling. Sometimes you're just so frozen. You can't even communicate your feelings like you were saying. But sometimes you just get need the medication just to help you be able to communicate about how you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you might be a continuous, you know, crying mess because you're having a hard time processing everything. You can't get out of bed in the morning. You know, it's, it's definitely... Um, uh, it's great if you can process your emotions. Some people don't like the idea that medications will numb them, but if you, if you can be numb for a very short period, just to be able to get through it and then wean off of it, you know, but, but while you're on it, change the lifestyle so that when you come off of it, you're actually able to um, get through traumatic events more easily. But like you're saying, it could be just so many layers that has nothing to do with your lifestyle even. And then again, yeah. don't be a hero. You don't yeah. need to be a hero. At the end of the day, we need to be able to show up for ourselves and everybody else around us and enjoy the experience of life, right? Otherwise, what is life, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think we've got our point across, right? So, I think so, and And, yeah. and you know, I don't think we're coming across as though we are like big proponents and no. saying, oh, just, just, it's easy. Just turn to drugs. Like we're totally no. not part of that conversation. Like no. seriously. Right. Yeah. No, I can give another example. <laughs> okay. So uh, fevers, because since, you know, uh, COVID is prominent right now, um, there is research and people discussing that uh, fever isn't really going to do a heck of a lot for COVID because of the, the origin of where it came from. But in general, it's a part of our immune defense. So, you know, with flus and colds and such. Do we want to treat every fever? Do we want to just say, okay, our kids have a fever um, or we have a fever in response to a virus? Do we want to just suppress it with Tylenol or ibuprofen or acetaminophen or ibuprofen? 
Generally, no, but we're almost afraid of fevers as a society, but it's the way that our immune system kind of brings in the army of defense, like our little white blood cells. And it's, it, you know, attacks, uh, it helps to heat up and, and kill the virus. So it's actually helpful if you leave it as long as you're comfortable, because really you're treating the human, you're just checking in with the human. Okay, you've got a fever. And we want to see, like, are you really uncomfortable? Can you sleep? If you can sleep through a fever and you don't have a risk for seizures or any other complications associated with, with fevers, and you would know that from your history of having fevers, then see if you can just sit comfortably. And really, if you're, if you're in pain and you're uncomfortable, that's when you're using uh, ibuprofen or acetaminophen. You're not actually trying to squash a fever. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense because I always think of, you know, your army of soldiers of, of offense, defense mechanism is mm -hmm. there. And then it's like you have the heat to rise so that it literally helps to kill. Like it's our natural healing mechanism. The fever is there with a purpose. It mm -hmm. wants to drive out all the virus bacteria and at a certain temperature, it's going to help your body do this more effectively. Right. Mm -hmm. But however, having said that, then what do you do when the person has prolonged fever, high fever? You know, then so, would you. OK, go ahead. So, yeah, you would just um, do tepid baths and cool cloths. And but again, you're treating their comfort level. So uh, if they can handle the fever during the day and just rest and you know, distract themselves, watch TV or whatever. And then during the night, if they can't sleep, sleep is so important. So in that case, I would treat the fever at nighttime to allow them to sleep. And if you have children, then that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> treat the fever so that your children can sleep, so you can sleep, so you're not getting the virus or whatever that they're getting just by lack of sleep. So it's like treating comfort and sleep is like huge in the recovery process. So you don't want to squash that. That's a really great example. So thank you for sharing that. And I and because of this, in light of this, we just need to also have our disclaimer in place. This is not yes. medical advice. This is no. what we experience and what we see. So really, if you're experiencing any of this, you go to your health practitioner and you seek their advice. Right. Yes, and if it happens absolutely. to be Tanya or myself, then, of course, we can tell you what we need to tell you. <laughs> yes. Give you direct advice. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So I think, is there anything else you want to say? Did we miss anything? Like, uh, how about the metformin? Did we talk about metformin? So we didn't talk about metformin. Well, we did mention metformin, but we didn't talk about like, you know, patients kind of are, uh, if they show up with diabetes and they're a little resistant to go on medications. And in some cases I say, actually, you know, your doctor and I have both agree that we don't really need at this point, lifestyle changes might be okay. But if you really need the support. It's okay. And I guess what we didn't mention was, you know, side effects of metformin could be vitamin B12 deficiency. We didn't talk about the deficiency it can be associated with um, taking these medications or, or the, the side effects. We did talk about some of the side effects, but with metformin, it could be a vitamin B12 deficiency. Uh, with anxiolytics, it could cause like cognitive issues later on in life, like memory loss if you're taking them. If it's chronic long-term use of Tylenol or acetaminophen, it uses up your N-acetylcysteine in your body, which is really important antioxidant that helps you generate glutathione to bind and eliminate waste from your body. So uh, actually, if you show up to the emergency room overdosed on acetaminophen, they'll give you N-acetylcysteine through IV. 
and we'll use um, uh, an acetylcysteine for liver support and egg quality and thyroid support. So it's just interesting how some of these medications, unfortunately, like it's fine short term, but if you're using them every day, you have to look at what vitamins may you, you might want to take or nutritional changes you might want to uh, take in order to address those deficiencies awesome. or to prevent the side effects long term. Yeah, so that's great. So that's when you're taking medications long term, because listen, we're not telling you to get off meds that you're supposed to be on. <laughs> and then, So then one last thing for like one minute, because like we are running out of time. But so for example, you know, there are things like when women go through fertility, they're going to do IVF. And I know that for some women, it's like, oh my gosh, this is against who I am. And both Dr. Tanya Wild and myself, we both surrendered to the process of IVF and did take drugs. And we, again, we're both into like complete natural health. So it does take something, but what we need to do as we go through it is just say, you know what, um, we, we look at the why, why we're doing this and be okay with whatever we're doing and know mm -hmm. that there may likely be some um, side effects, but typically they're short term. And it was such a big deal for me to just even to surrender. Like I that agree. was such a process. Like I am a naturopathic exactly. doctor. Why am I taking fertility medications to make a baby? That took me three years to agree to. <laughs> like I was yeah. And a lot of, you know, the delays and loss and such. So, yeah, I think that, again, it's like recognizing that, thank goodness that, that they exist. 100%. That you set limitations and decide on, you know, how much you can go through with it and like your backup plans, but also recognizing that they can cause side effects too. Um, yeah. But your doctors are really good at preventing that. So, um, but yes, so it's just like recognizing that sometimes we need both worlds and that yes. is okay. That's perfectly okay. All right. So to end up on that high note, let's go through what did you do either this morning, this week to fill your cup? So I got a paraffin wax maker and I've been spying out my hands to help soothe them um, and rest them. So I get like this hot wax that I use to- like, And younger looking hands. Yes, apparently that too. It's got like a nice little side effect. So I don't think paraffin wax is very good for your endocrine system because it's got like the sins <laughs> and stuff. But I just, I, I looked it up and then a physiotherapist recommended it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it's very soothing. And, and it takes time and you have to heat it up and you have to sit there with it. It seems a little bit selfish because you're spending this time, but then you're like, no, 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 this is me. Time and I just yes. get to relax. So love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're literally incapable of doing anything with these like this paraffin wax on your hands and mittens on. So <laughs> these mittens. <laughs> I love it. It's very beautiful. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna bring it back to me. And you know, I just feel that we don't get enough nature. And gosh, like this morning when I went out, like mm -hmm. I love normally popping on my little earbuds and listening to an audio book. I'm listening to a great book, but that's a whole other topic. But and when I turn it off, now I actually make the point of turning it off in mid-walk because I want to hear the sights and sounds and like really be present with the natural environment. And it's so lovely. I'm like, oh my gosh, the sky is blue. Oh, listen to the birds. And I can hear the little the rustling of the leaves and just all that, right? Filling my little soul. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do that every time I go out. And I forget Beautiful. that. So I love that. You are engaging in the five senses. Yes. And we're going to talk about that next time. 
That's right. (laughs) If you love this, please go ahead and share with everyone you know and uh, check back all of our other awesome podcasts. And it's all for you and in your life. And it's relevant for every aspect of your life. So can't wait to see you guys again real soon. Thank you for joining us. Click subscribe, like, and share. Please comment and suggest topics you want us to cover. Until next time, ask yourself, how are you going to embrace you first today? For more podcasts, check out embraceyoufirst.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.